you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and your fairly depressed central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And yes, after being ranked 10th in the country in the Associated Press, your Missouri Tigers have now lost three games in a row after falling 80-70 to to the Georgia Bulldogs tonight. And well, congratulations to all you toothless Georgia fans down in Athens with your overrated chant, by the way. That's one of my pet peeves in college basketball. Way to undercut your own top 25 win, by the way. Congratulations, Georgia fans. I've really never understood that particular logic. But you know what? Congratulations also goes out to my friends at betonline.ag who, quite frankly, had the total down to 150 by game time. And, well, it was exactly 150. So congrats to them on their all their push bets. Unfortunately, not a lot of congratulations to give out to the Missouri Tiger basketball team tonight, though certainly a couple guys with the last name Brown played some pretty encouraging basketball tonight. But you know what? I got to put a lot of this game on our head coach, on the head of Conzo Martin. Because quite honestly, when you have a 13-point lead in the second half, and what is... Not a, not completely a must-win game, obviously, but Missouri was up 48-35, to 35, under 16-minute timeout. Unfortunately, at this, this is the moment where Mark Smith picked up his fourth call, and it was ridiculous, too, which is all too typical of these charging violations. But you know what? We actually needed Mark in this game because he was actually knocking down shots and playing pretty good offensive basketball, at least for the first 25 minutes of the ball game. But regardless, to then score 22 points for the final 15, 16 minutes of that basketball game against what is a a truly porous Georgia defense is totally inexcusable. And I think a lot of it got broke down to Conzo Martin's inability to recognize what was working for Missouri and the inability to go back to to it consistently. Honestly, over the next four minutes, I really thought the officials started to take over the game a little bit too much. And certainly, you can blame Missouri and give Georgia credit if you want as well. But the bottom line is, by the time there was 13 minutes Left in this basketball game, Missouri had already picked up its seventh foul, and it just seemed like that dynamic had gummed up the works for Missouri. On the defensive end, Georgia was getting whatever it wanted, and a lot of those fast-break opportunities, well, they just dried up as the game went along because, frankly, Missouri was taking the ball out of its own basket far too often because Georgia was scoring at such a high clip. But getting back to Parker Brown and his offensive game, not only did was he hitting shots on the inside early, he seems to have a nice connection with Kobe Brown as well. Some really pretty basketball, as Damian Fishback said at one point, with Kobe cutting and getting receiving a pass from, from Parker for an and one. 
you know, again, just a nice connection there. Part of an 11-0 run by Missouri. Parker to Kobe once again puts Missouri up by five. And the best part of that particular play to me was the first time, well, it was a, a cut off of a low post look from Parker. But this time, Parker set a screen, got the ball pretty much by himself at about the free throw line. But instead of settling for a jump shot or hesitating in any way whatsoever, Parker put the ball on the floor and attacked the rim. But when he saw two guys jump at him, he made a great little dump down pass to Kobe for a wide open shot. So to me, obviously, and then later in the game, down the stretch, Parker knocked down a three-pointer as the shot clock wound down as well. So basically the point I'm trying to make is Brown showed quite the versatile offensive game there. Parker Brown, that is. And Kobe Brown, on the other hand, was much the same. He certainly showed a very versatile back-to-the-basket game as well. He got 15 shots in this game, but you know Parker only got three. And honestly, I wanted to see him just be involved more in the offense, especially just setting those high screens. Georgia had a lot of problems defending him because, again, like we saw, he can do a lot of different things off of that high screen roll. He can dive to the basket, punish you in the paint. He can catch a lob, although not as high of a lob as Xavier Pinson likes to throw him, especially tonight. My goodness, does X like to completely overestimate Parker's leaping ability, his very strong leaping ability, by the way. But yeah, throwing it off the shot clock is probably not advised. But again, Parker can punish you in the paint. He can punish you by passing the ball kind of in that middle area, that Draymond Green area, I like to call it, when you're sort of left alone at the foul line as a role man. And he can pick and pop and knock down a three, too. So to me, that kind of versatile player, especially at his size, that's something that the Tigers really needed to take more advantage of in the second half, especially when the offense started bogging down quite a bit. To me, that was a real missed opportunity there and a huge mistake, particularly by Conzo Martin, in my opinion. But of course, offense was far from the only problem for Missouri. Obviously, the second half defense left a lot to be desired. And I want to get into more depth about what the problem is with the Missouri defense currently. But first, let's talk about Rock Auto Com. And one reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money on more important things like, say, your mortgage or your power bill, which, quite frankly, if you're living in Missouri, is probably going up this month. A lot of cold days out there. So instead of spending 30 50% more on your auto parts, well, save that money. Use it on that higher gas bill this month. By going to rockauto.com, finding the cheapest parts for your vehicle you possibly can with their easy-to-navigate website. So go to rockauto.com and see all the parts you can possibly imagine for your vehicle and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com 
I've got you covered with everything you need about the Missouri Tigers here, but what about the rest of sports? Well, now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there with Locked On Today, hosted by Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. And in my scouting Georgia basketball episode earlier today, I talked a lot about ball screens involving Severe Wheeler and a lot about how I thought Missouri would defend said ball screens. But interestingly, in the first part of this basketball game, Georgia got off to a good offensive start and built a six-point lead in the first 10 minutes based on really just taking guys straight off the dribble, including by Wheeler, for sure. There was just a lot of blow-bys, quite honestly, and really... On both ends of the court, it was just kind of a layup line for the first 10 minutes of that basketball game. Missouri's defense was not up to snuff, but they were certainly getting into the paint about whenever they wanted offensively, too. But while I think for the most part that Conzo Martin is a solid defensive coach who teaches good team basketball, good team defensive principles, and especially defensive rebounding and boxing out for the most part well honestly this Missouri team when you really look at them especially on the perimeter not a lot of great individual defenders and certainly not a lot of size on the perimeter as well and something that Missouri has struggled with especially in the games that they've lost but even just statistically overall on this particular season is three-point defense A lot of Missouri's problems, to me, defending the three-point line actually do come back to just a lack of size on the perimeter. They don't have – those closeouts just aren't as effective when you have guys who are 6'2 or 6'3 closing you out versus guys who are 6'7 in that range. It's just as simple as that. But, of course, at times Missouri doesn't necessarily play the big man who pick and pop all that well either. I think it all sort of factors in. But of course, you could say tonight that, well, if Jeremiah Tillman, who to me is Missouri's best player, I know some people have argued for Drew Smith, but to me it's clearly Jeremiah Tillman. He's the most valuable player on this team at both ends of the court. You just take the totality of his game. But the point is a lot of people make excuses and say, well, gosh, if Tillman was there, Missouri's defense would have been better tonight. And it might well have been. I totally understand that. But Frankly, for as much crap as Parker Brown has gotten for his defense, certainly tonight he wasn't a minus, I don't think. I think overall, in fact, he was average, if not a plus defender in this particular game. Now, sometimes Parker can get over-muscled on the inside. That wasn't really a problem tonight against the Bulldogs. He's certainly a good help defender. He's certainly a good weak side shot blocker. There's no doubt about that. And while there have been times that certainly Parker has been taken advantage of defensively, for the most part tonight, I didn't think that was the case. Now, one time late in the game, he definitely got switched onto Severe Wheeler, and he looked for Drew Smith to switch back, ends up backing off Wheeler by about five feet from the three-point line. Drew did not switch. Needless to say, Wheeler knocks down a big three. Obviously, that was a bad defensive miscue there but overall I thought Parker did pretty well on the defensive end of the court held his in, held himself up quite nicely even just 
putting the shot blocks aside, even regardless of that, I think he he held up okay. And certainly, to me, he needed more action. He needed to be more involved offensively in this particular game. Also defensively, I think you've noticed the last couple games that Missouri really does miss Javon Pickett on the perimeter, just his energy defensively and just ability defensively, even more importantly. He's just not the same guy with that ankle injury right now. Clearly, he's not playing as many minutes or just having the same impact, unfortunately, that he had had up until that point because, well, he had been playing his best basketball, I think, in January and maybe early February, so it was too bad to see that happen to Javon. You know, obviously, Missouri's had a lot better injury luck this season than they've had in the past two or three years, to say the least, but, you know, kind of a low-key injury there to me that has definitely hampered the Tigers a little bit. But even though the Tigers ended up losing by 10 in this basketball game, Boy, there was just some real simple execution on multiple plays that could have made the difference in this basketball game, and I want to break down some of those plays for you. But first, a word from our friends at betonline.ag. And yes, dang it, if I had just waited a little bit longer to record my podcast, I would have at least gotten a push out of that overbet tonight. But you know what, as we'll get to here, Just some simple execution. Make a couple layups, Mizzou, and suddenly I actually have a winning bet there. Not that I'm bitter or anything, but you know what? If you think you can do better than this here podcaster in terms of placing your bets, well, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. And most importantly, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up for a free account and fund your account for the first time. Again, use that promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. How can you beat that? Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. March Madness is a few months away, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on next year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board Podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has his first big board of the year out with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and many more. So subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board wherever you get your podcast. And while Parker Brown certainly had an encouraging game, he did miss a really easy shot in the first half that obviously would have made a bit of a difference. And you know what? Javon Pickett missed an easy layup, frankly a wide open layup in the first half with Missouri leading 32-29. to Then Mitchell Smith early in the second half blew a putback, quite honestly. But really even worse than that was just some horrible decision-making by our point guards at times. Xavier Pinson had a terrible turnover at a time when Georgia was starting to close the gap. Well, they had more than closed the gap. They just completely eliminated the gap after this horrible turnover that leaded to a direct two by the Bulldogs, tying it at 53, about halfway to go in the second half. And then even worse than that, quite honestly, while Drew Smith certainly is a nice player, he played a nice game today, 
sometimes he's just a little bit casual with passes, and he did it at a really inopportune time for Missouri tonight, trailing by six, obviously, still with a chance to cut it to a one-possession game, make it a decent ball game. Really just a simple pass. Drew dribbles the ball down the right wing. Mark Smith's in the right corner. Just kind of a casual one-handed with the right-hand pass that's intercepted by Georgia. I, I just, I honestly don't know what he was even doing there. I, he was just, I don't know if he was expecting Mark to come to the ball there or what, but that was just a, a lazy pass in a dangerous spot that, and frankly, in a spot that it's not as though that pass was going to lead to anything good either. If anything, that was a spot where Smith could possibly get trapped by Drew's man or somebody else's man, considering the relative lack of space that was happening on that play. Also in the second half, another thing I noticed defensively, well, it was hard not to notice, right? But Georgia just consistently in transition on the fast break, getting wide open three-pointers in the corner, and they were knocking them down too, give them credit. But, you know, I think at a certain point, if you're Missouri, make these guys finish the ball in the paint. Make them pull up from 10 feet because obviously making them kick out to wide, I mean wide open three-point shooters in the corner was exactly what Georgia wanted. But while certainly this undermanned Missouri squad with Jeremiah Tillman out and with Javon Pickett struggling a little bit because of injury, you know, you got to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt in some ways because obviously this is not perfect circumstances, but that's for the players. When it comes to Conzo Martin, I'm sorry, I just have a hard time giving him the benefit of the doubt on this one. This is now three losses in a row for Missouri, and, and this one was the most inexcusable. You know, Mississippi's a solid team. Arkansas's a pretty darn good team. But Georgia, I, I don't know, man. This is not a good Georgia team. And defensively in particular, it's kind of an abominable Georgia team. So there's really no excuse for Missouri not to be able to close out that game, especially up 48 to 35 with 15 minutes to go. That's when you as a coach need to understand what your team's doing well, and you need to be able to put them in a position to win that basketball game. And I just, for whatever reason, I just thought Conzo was was unable to do that this evening. Now, quite honestly, you're looking at a Missouri team that's reeling a little bit, having lost three in a row, a team that will certainly fall out of the top 25 now. It's net rankings, it's Ken Palm rankings, all looking a lot more mediocre after the last week and a half of quite mediocre basketball here for Missouri. So unfortunately, while we got a couple nice performances from the Brown brothers, the brothers from another mother, other than that, not a lot, of, not a lot to write home about this performance by Missouri. And finally, one thing I said, well, there's really no excuse for Missouri to lose the rebounding battle in this game. And quite frankly, there is no excuse. And Missouri lost the rebounding battle 34-31. to And that's despite the fact that Missouri took more overall shot attempts and more three-pointers too. So you can't make the long rebound excuse for the Tigers either. If anything, that should, the fact that they took 
almost 11, in fact, exactly 11 three-pointers more than Georgia, well, that the re- long rebounding factor should actually work to their favor in terms of getting more offensive rebounds than you'd expect. So that may speak to maybe a little bit of a lack of urgency and effort from the guys too. I, I hate to say it because you can't let George out-rebound you. Just not, just not something that can happen. But unfortunately, we let this loss to Georgia on the road happen. I didn't feel like we could let that happen either. But by golly, it did. And I'm none too happy about it. So we'll just have to lick our wounds. And I will see you all next time, probably Thursday, right here on Locked on Mizzou.